Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Would you be the jerk for feeding your kids stale food? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for secretly ordering chicken wings after my vegetarian mother-in-law cooked for me? I'm currently pregnant and have been experiencing some really strange cravings lately. Before meeting my husband, I grew up a non-vegetarian, but I made the switch to vegetarian after we got together. My husband and his entire family are strict vegetarians. Recently, my mother-in-law came to stay with us to help out when the baby is born. Two days ago, she went out of her way to prepare a special meal for me, and I truly appreciated her effort and the thoughtfulness behind it. I ate everything she had made and complimented her cooking. However, throughout the entire meal, I couldn't help but think about chicken wings. The craving was overwhelming, and after lunch, I ordered some chicken wings for myself and disposed of the waste in the kitchen bin, completely forgetting that my mother-in-law would see it when she used the bin. Later that evening, she found the wrappers and confronted me about it. She was visibly upset and felt hurt, believing that I didn't like her food and that I preferred ordering out. I tried to explain that it was just a pregnancy craving and not a reflection of her cooking, but she was deeply hurt and disappointed. Now my mother-in-law is being distant and is avoiding me and my husband is being neutral. He did express I was upset I ate chicken as we are vegetarians, but he's not picking a side and told me that he's staying out of it. I am on maternity leave, so I'm with mother-in-law all day. My husband's on call most days, and when he's at home, he's mostly asleep. I'm not sure if I'm the jerk or what to do to fix the situation, and I genuinely have nothing against her cooking. I just had a craving and I didn't think this would still be awkward two days on. I thought it would just blow over. I think pretty bluntly OP is not the jerk here. It wasn't anything to do with what mother-in-law cooked for OP. OP had a craving, they wanted chicken wings, and they got themselves chicken wings. It's not that difficult. Wouldn't you guys agree when I say the mother-in-law is clearly overreacting here? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for not allowing my ex to attend our child's birthday party? I, 34-year-old female, and my ex-husband, 36-year-old male, divorced two years ago due to irreconcilable differences. We share custody of our 7-year-old daughter Lily and have managed to maintain a relatively civil co-parenting relationship. However, things recently took a turn for the worse. Last week, Lily turned 8, and I decided to throw her a birthday party at our home. I planned the event meticulously, inviting Lily's friends, our family members, and a few close neighbors. I wanted it to be a special day for her. However, when I sent out the invitation to my now ex-husband, I specifically mentioned that he would not be able to bring his girlfriend. Now, my reasoning behind this decision is that my ex-husband has been dating someone new for the past six months, and Lily hasn't had much interaction with her. I didn't think it was appropriate to have a stranger present at her birthday party, especially since my ex-husband and I agree to introduce new partners to Lily gradually. My ex-husband, upon receiving the invitation, immediately called me furious and demanding an explanation. He accused me of trying to exclude him from Lily's life and claimed that he had every right to be there for her special day. He argued that his girlfriend had already met Lily on a few occasions and saw no issue with her attending the party. Naturally, this turned into a heated argument, with both of us standing our ground. 
I firmly stated that I didn't think it was fair to Lily to have a stranger present, regardless of a few brief meetings. My ex-husband insisted that he had just as much right to be there as I did and accused me of being spiteful and controlling. The argument escalated and we ended up involving our respective families, who took sides and added fuel to the fire. Some of the family members supported my decision, claiming that Lily's birthday should be about her and her closest loved ones. However, my ex-husband's family argued that he should be allowed to attend and that his girlfriend was an important part of his life, therefore she should be included. We couldn't reach a compromise and in the end, my ex-husband threatened legal action if I didn't allow him to attend the party. This left me feeling torn between wanting to make Lily happy and not wanting to escalate the situation further. Am I the jerk for excluding my ex-husband from our daughter's birthday party? So personally, I think it would be understandable if they were like a new girlfriend of a week or, you know, maybe even a month that they haven't met. But he's been dating her for half a year and they have met even if it was brief. This isn't like some great surprise dropped upon Lily's head. I think OP's being overly strict here. That's just my personal opinion on it. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not letting my nephew have the car we were restoring together after crashing my car? Hello everyone, and as the title says, until recently me and my nephew were restoring a car, a Fox body Mustang, for him to drive once he had passed his driving test. However, due to recent events, I no longer want to let him have the car. Please bear in mind that I've paid for the car and the parts. Recently I went on vacation and left my nephew with a key to my garage so that he could work on the car while I was away. This proved to be a bad decision. I told my nephew that he was free to go around the garage when he wanted when I was away. Well, one night while away, he decided to take my 1968 Nova that I had recently restored, costing upwards of $50,000 and thousands of man hours out of the garage and for a joyride around my private land. This ended in disaster as he went too fast and crashed into a ditch and rolled it causing a lot of damage to the point that the car is now likely scrap. My nephew is fine, by the way. I didn't discover that anything was wrong until I came back from my vacation and opened the garage to get one of my cars out and noticed my wrecked Nova sitting there. As he was the only one with a key, I knew it was him. I tried to call him, but he wouldn't answer his phone. Neither would his dad, my brother, so I went over to his house. When I got to his house, he answered the door and immediately said that my nephew was really sorry for what happened and that he was only being a stupid kid. I told him that I was keeping the Mustang unless he paid for my car that he ruined and left. Once I got home, I received multiple calls and messages from my brother and his wife, saying that I was being unreasonable and that it's not fair to keep his car and that he won't have anything to drive when he gets his license in a few days, and that he was only being a stupid kid. My nephew has still not directly apologized to me, he's just passed an apology through his dad. I'm still furious, and I still think I'm going to keep the car or sell it to go towards fixing or replacing the Nova. I also should mention that the Nova has a large amount of sentimental value, as it was my father's and we were restoring together till he passed away. Everyone in the family knows this, but I'm starting to wonder if this is clouding my judgment. Just to answer a few questions, I know it was definitely my nephew as I've checked my security cameras. My nephew and my brother towed the car back to my garage with my brother's truck. It wasn't very far away, probably only a mile max. 
Unfortunately, the car wasn't insured as I only finished it a few days before going on vacation. I have considered taking them to court, but even if I was successful, they don't have enough money or assets to pay. I have considered reporting it to the police, but I'm on the fence as I don't want to ruin my nephew's future with a criminal record, but I do think that he needs to face the consequences of his actions. To be honest, the value of the Nova may not be $50,000, but that's what's been spent on it. The locks have been changed, so he can't get in the garage anymore. Personally, considering OP's paid for both the car and all of the parts for the Mustang, I don't blame them for holding on to that. I mean, shoot, you might be saving this kid's life the way they went and stole that Nova and rolled it dressed on your property. I'm sorry, but this kid needs to be strapped down in like a safe Honda or something. Our next story is, am I the jerk for making a whole scene in the family table that my mom ruined my cheesecake? So I'm, 19 year old female, a pastry chef. I love my sweets to be on point, as you can see them on pictures, nothing less or nothing more. My mom, 60 year old female on the other hand, keeps destroying my sweets by adding so much of everything. One time I made a strawberry cake for my grandma's birthday and she came to add it to a whole tones of whipping cream. At the end, the cake was a whole disaster. It was falling apart from too much cream, and I yelled at her in the top of my lungs that she keeps destroying everything I make. She put on a sad face saying she won't bother with me and my sweets anymore. So last weekend, we were visiting my grandma, her sister too, and I made a fruit tart and a cheesecake. I put them on the fridge and warned my mom to not touch it. When we arrived, we opened the cheesecake and apparently she had put chocolate syrup all over it and the box and cheesecake itself was an ugly mess. At that point, I had a breakdown and started yelling at her and crying saying, why do you keep destroying my work? I'm so fed up with you. She kept pushing it off saying, it's not beautiful enough and it needed a better picture. On my way home, I wasn't talking to her and she started yelling at me that I was a jerk to her in front of everyone and I need to learn manners. Looking back, I could have handled the situation better, but I lost my mind. On the other hand though, I don't want anyone to touch my creations. Am I the jerk for yelling at my mom in front of everyone? I just personally can't blame OP because when you're hands-on with a craft that you love, when you have this vision, you don't want anybody else interfering and also routinely messing it up. I just don't think OP's the jerk here at all. Let OP do their thing. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my sister the division of labor in her house isn't equal? I, 27-year-old female, have an older sister Jane, 30-year-old female. Jane has been married to her husband John, 32-year-old male, for 9 years, but they've been together since she was 17. I've been with my girlfriend Sam, 26-year-old female, for 4 years, and we've lived together for 3. Jane and I are quite close and usually tell each other most things, including relationship issues. Full disclosure, for the past few years as I've grown up, I realized I don't really like John. I think he's a bit of a jerk, but I've kept it to myself unless my sister specifically asked. But at the weekend, Jane and I were having lunch at my house, and she was telling me how worn out she's been feeling lately. She works full-time and is the primary earner in their house because John works part-time and plays soccer for our local team on the weekends. She's also in the pre-treatment phase of IVF. She explained to me that she feels when she comes home, she's always either cleaning or cooking. She commented that I've never ever complained about chores around the house or that Sam doesn't do any. I've told her that it's because we split things equally. 
At the beginning of each week, we jointly agree upon which chores in specific need to be done that week. We both have chores that we love, but the other hates, so we take care of those ourselves. And we divide both the planning and the execution of the remaining ones equally. Jane gave me the rundown of chore splits and it basically comes down to he does a few short chores which he plans and she does everything else including planning of chores they do together like grocery shopping. I told her she's probably been feeling worn down because she's burned out from having to plan everything he does as well as take care of her own stuff for so long. She said that that's unfair, he does do things and I replied saying that he physically does things but she does all of the planning and that even if the execution of those chores was equal, the division of labor still wouldn't be. She does all the emotional labor as well as her physical labor and that the division isn't even close to equal. She got mad and left. She hasn't spoken to me since, which is unusual. I told our mom because I was worried and she told me that I was a jerk and overstepped because I didn't like John. I didn't think that was true, but now I'm second guessing. Am I the jerk? I don't think OP is the jerk, I think they were giving their honest opinion here. The thing I'm curious about is why is she taking it so hard, because it's not like OP brought her down, it's not like OP attacked her in any way, they were saying, hey I just don't think your division is equal here, and they weirdly got defensive by being told, I think you're doing way more than he is. Did it somehow come across as judgmental? This next story is, am I the jerk if I don't allow my family to eat my mother's cooking? For context, my mom has never really cooked that much. Growing up, she might make Sunday dinner or a random meal during the week. Fast forward to now, I'm almost 30 and have my breastfeeding wife and two daughters, one month old and two year old, over visiting my retired parents for the week. My mom has been excited about this special dish she's been wanting to make all week. So yesterday evening, my mom begins making this jambalaya dish. She claims it tastes better after it sits for a day to enjoy the following day. She makes a large pot of a tomato-based stew for it with cooked sausages, bacon, vegetables, etc. She finishes it around 9pm. I wake up today and it's been left out on the stove for over 12 hours in a covered pot. No heat. It's currently almost 10am. I don't believe she plans on touching it again until she makes the rice for it later today for tonight's dinner. I know for a fact, especially now after researching it, that food can't just be left out like that for so long, especially with meat in it. I now have to make things very awkward and potentially embarrassing for her by saying my breastfeeding wife, two-year-old toddler, and myself will not be risking that tonight for dinner. I know she's going to say things like, I've been feeding you your whole life and you turned out fine, and I do this all the time and I've never been sick. Don't believe everything you read online, etc. Would I be the jerk for confronting her on this and not letting my family eat this food? If so, how can I be not the jerk during this confrontation? We're still visiting for another few days. Yeah, I would think that that needs to be in the refrigerator overnight, not just left on the stove. I mean, would most average people maybe be just fine? It's reasonable to assume that maybe you would be fine, but you're not going to take that chance when you have a breastfeeding wife and a two-year-old that's wanting to eat that food. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not telling my roommates that I'm married? So my roommates found out my big secret, TM. I've been renting a house with three other girls, Stacy, Lynn, and Rebecca. We're currently in year one of a two-year lease together and have always gotten along. 
A few weeks ago, I found some pictures for my wedding and I was so happy about Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. That I posted them. A few hours later, my Facebook notifications were blowing up and I had several missed calls from my roommates. I didn't realize this, but they somehow didn't know, and they are not happy. I don't understand this. They say that I lied to them by bringing another roommate in and have completely changed the dynamics of the house. I haven't, though. My husband and I got married at 18 before I even started college. For practical reasons, we decided not to live together until I finished school and had the chance to gain some work experience. I've never had him visiting me any more than any other roommate had an overnight guest. I also lived with Stacy and Rebecca during college, and quite honestly, they had men over way more than he was ever there. Even now, while we do spend all of his leaves together and I make trips out as often as possible, it would never be anything that would violate a standard lease. They say it doesn't matter because he had the legal right to live here, and I just blindsided them with that, putting them in an awkward position. Rebecca's parents are mad that I was ever living with them because I'm in a different life stage. I didn't. They obviously know he's the only person I have a romantic relationship with. They know I take long trips to see him and talk to him as much as possible. I wear a wedding ring, I just don't make announcements. They're so mad at me and I don't understand. I'm not different than I was three weeks ago. I don't think how I conduct my personal relationships changes anything. Aside from obviously having different men or women around all the time, my life isn't different from theirs. 
Now they're looking into breaking the lease and I'm freaking out. Am I really the jerk here? OP really would only be the jerk here if they used that status secretly to bring their husband and stay there all the time with him. But yeah, it doesn't sound like OP's doing anything different than what they would do. I agree that they definitely seem to be in such a weird fuss about it. I still don't really get what they're freaking out about. Are they afraid that OP's at some point going to bring their husband over and like try to take over their section of the apartment or wherever they're renting? This next story is, am I the jerk for not babysitting my ex-husband's kid? My 30-year-old female, ex-husband, 32-year-old male, and I have two children, 4-year-old male and 2-year-old female. We've been divorced just about 6 months, and he's now expecting a baby with his new girlfriend. I'm admittedly not over him. We were together 10 years, my entire adulthood. It was and is a messy split. I'm still bitter and hurt about it, and he seems to have completely moved on somehow. When we had our oldest, neither of us wanted him in daycare. No judgment, we just didn't feel comfortable. So I stayed home and eventually started my own business that allows me to work 99% remotely. My parents are also local and retired and help me out as much as they can. This arrangement works for me and I get to spend time with both of my kids. Now, ex's girlfriend is 5 months pregnant and they got into a huge fight because she asked him to tour daycares and he said absolutely not. He wants her to stay home with the baby, none of his kids are to go in daycare. Admittedly, the ones here do suck. He called me to vent and I listened and then he dropped the bomb. He asked if I would be willing to take care of their baby since I'm home with our two and get help from my parents and when I have to take the kids to the office I can because I own it. He mentioned that I know how he feels about his kids in one of these daycares and I sort of lost it on him. It was a year and a half of walled up anger and hurt and I said some nasty things that I've since apologized for. Fast forward to three days later, new girlfriend pulled me to the side when I dropped off my kids to their house and asked why I was so ugly about it and why I thought my kids were better than hers and why her baby doesn't deserve the same things mine got. I never said that but apologized if anything I said came off like that. Told her I'm happy for them, I'm not but pleasantries, but was certainly not going to babysit their kid. She's a nurse, so I get it, she can't work from home and doesn't want to give up her career, but they should have thought about that. I left before it blew up again, but X called me about two hours later and asked me to come get the kids because he and new girlfriend were fighting and he didn't want them around for it. I picked them up of course, and X texted me on the drive home and asked again if I could babysit them for $200 a week. I said no, and he called me a bitter witch and said I'm being a jerk because I'm hurt. I don't see it this way at all. I reiterated that the request is absurd and I wouldn't be talking about it anymore. This was yesterday and all day today, new girlfriend has been texting me and having her friends and family review bomb my business. I'm not worried about it, my clients know my work. Ex-husband hasn't said anything else, but has been shorter with me in our conversations about our kids. So, am I the jerk for refusing to keep my ex-husband's new baby? 100% not the jerk. Now, I understand maybe at some point in your life you're going to have to be in the same room with this kid. Maybe. But I don't blame OP for honestly not wanting to have any relationship or any connection with this kid as much as you can help it, especially considering all of the feelings OP has about the whole thing. 
Plus, who wants to take care of another baby that you have no real connection to and also does nothing but bring up bad feelings? $200 a week definitely wouldn't be enough. Our next story is, would I be the jerk if I go around my brother and sister-in-law and buy my nephew the Lego Roman Colosseum after they returned his original one? It was returned after my nephew refused to build it with his profoundly mentally disabled sister. My family and my brother's family visited my parents at their vacation house for Memorial Day weekend. There, I noticed that my normally energetic nephew, 14-year-old male, seemed very upset at something. I pulled him aside and asked him if there was anything wrong. He told me that his parents promised to buy him the Lego Roman Colosseum. My nephew is a huge ancient history buff, if he did well in school, but when the package arrived, they said that he should be a good brother and let his sister, 11-year-old female, help. My nephew told them that having his sister help was pointless since she's completely non-verbal and has a habit of kicking things when she gets upset. As a result, my nephew had his Lego set returned for talking back and being disrespectful. After we went back home, I asked my brother if what my nephew said was true. He said that it was. I then asked if my nephew said anything, for example, calling his sister a derogatory term, beyond calling the idea of letting his sister help ridiculous. He said no. I told my husband that I'm seriously considering buying my nephew the Lego Roman Coliseum for his upcoming birthday in August as my brother and sister-in-law were being completely ridiculous. My husband agreed that my brother and sister-in-law were being ridiculous, but didn't like the idea of me replacing the returned Lego set. He said that I would be undermining their parenting and provoking an unneeded conflict between our two families. As much as I do appreciate the gesture OP wants to do here, I do think maybe the husband is right that it's probably too soon and it would just serve to probably ignite more arguments. I mean, this just comes down to not letting a kid have something for themselves. If this kid loves and cherishes Lego, why can't he have the Lego stuff to himself? Our next story is, am I the jerk for not stopping my daughter, asking her infertile aunt why she doesn't have kids? My sister-in-law, who's in her late 40s, doesn't have children. I know bits from my mother-in-law that they had fertility issues and she was very upset about it. I don't know if she authorized her mother to tell us anything. She has never directly talked to me or my husband, her brother, about it. When new family pregnancies are announced, it must hurt, but she's generally congratulatory and warm. We have two kids and my sister-in-law is a great auntie to them. Due to the distance, they don't see each other often, but when they do, she spoils them plays games with them, and shows an interest in their lives. They rightly adore her. My 13-year-old daughter has recently started asking why Auntie L doesn't have her own kids as she's so nice. I've kept being vague, but she's become persistent. I don't want to break a confidence. I say I don't know. She says she'll ask her. I tell her not to. She might be upset. She says, well, she can just have some then. We have a row, rinse and repeat. My husband and I have discussed it, and I wonder whether my daughter may have heard something. Elle and her husband have just been in the area and came to dinner with us. It was nice until my daughter asked her why she didn't have kids. I didn't really know what to do but glared at daughter and told her not to be rude. Elle said something vague about things not always happening how you expect. Daughter pushed it further and then said about me telling her but not to ask me because I'd be upset, implying I'd said something to her. Elle said something else vague, 
When the kids had gone, Elle made a comment about being a topic of conversation in our house. I said that kids do this sometimes and apologized. Elle clearly thought I'd been gossiping about her, which I get from how my daughter's comments were phrased, and was visibly upset. They left soon after dinner. I feel bad, but I'm not sure what I should have done differently. Am I the jerk? At 13 years old, I think they're old enough to understand the concept of being explained infertility, why that would be a very sensitive topic, and why it shouldn't be brought up. This was completely a ball OP drop from preventing this from ever happening. It was so unnecessary. It's like a deer in headlights moment. You walked out in front of the car, you saw it coming, and you decided, eh, I don't see the point in moving. Our next story is, am I the jerk for asking my mom what she needs help with? We were having people over yesterday and my mom was hosting, so she was making food and cleaning. Dad was at work, while my sisters were in the kitchen helping out. I went up to my room and asked what I can do to help. She kind of sighed and told me I have eyes. I left confused, so I walked around the house and then came back. I asked again what I can do to help, and she exploded telling me that I'm 17 and I can't see what needs to happen, that I can't see the carpet needs vacuuming or take the garbage out, that my sisters don't need prompting to help. I came back with, I'm just asking, and I don't like her tone. It got into an argument and I left. I talked to my sister and they told me I need to apologize and use my brain. Am I too childish? There's a lot of people in the comments saying that OP is softly the jerk here for not just like looking around and immediately starting to do something. Is it really that much of a chore to say, oh, you can help with the vacuum? Like I get they're 17, they should have an idea of maybe what is messy, what they could do. But I think what they cared about was what was priority to their mom. Not necessarily what they think they could do. And not to go too deep into it, but with a parent who snaps like that, Maybe they're the kind of kid that grew up conditioned to do only what the mom wanted to do. When you grow up with a parent who snaps like that, a lot of times you grow up conditioned not to think for your own. This next story is, am I the jerk? I fed my kids stale food and called my wife lazy. I, 37-year-old male, and my wife, 36-year-old female, have two kids, 5-year-old female and 7-year-old female. My wife is pregnant with our third kid now. She's 20 weeks pregnant. So my daughters have never been picky about their food since I used to cook all meals and never introduce them to junk food. However, about two months back, I was assigned to a new project at work and started working long hours, 70 hours a week, so I've been unable to cook as often now. I wanted to hire a cook because my wife was having severe pregnancy symptoms, but my wife said that she wanted to try cooking for our kids and she also didn't like the idea of a stranger at our house. I agreed to her idea since she suggested it herself. For the first month or so, she cooked pretty diligently for the kids and both of us as well. However, after that, she reduced the quality of the meals. What I mean is, she started to make easy-to-cook foods for the kids. She also started giving them junk foods as snacks so that they wouldn't be that hungry for real meals. I chalked it up to her pregnancy nausea for the first few weeks, but last week, When I prepared an elaborate meal for the family on Sunday, the kids refused to even touch the food because they wanted the usual buttered noodles. So I told my wife that I'd be cooking all the meals from now onwards because the kids are getting spoiled from eating junk food all the time. She got mad at me and said that she's trying her hardest and that I should be more appreciative. I told her no one forced her to cook and I'd already suggested hiring a cook. 
but she was the one who refused. She said that I don't understand her discomfort with having a cook and that hiring one was out of the question. She also told me that I can cook all meals if I think it's so easy to feed the kids healthy food. I told her that I would do just that. That very night, I stayed up making different kinds of healthy food options for the week. Fruit salad, chicken stir-fry, pasta sauce with veggies, mushrooms, and tomatoes, then blended it all. Cauliflower soup and banana bread. I froze everything so they can be reheated during the week. I've just been reheating food throughout the week and giving it to the kids. Since they only want noodles, I add the sauce and chicken stir-fry to the noodles, along with grated cheese. They just eat it without detecting any veggies in it. For their school lunches, I pack ham and cheese or tuna and chicken sandwiches the night before, along with the fruit salad and chocolate milk. They get a slice of banana bread for an after-school snack, sandwiches and soup for dinner for me and my wife. My wife told me the food tastes good, but it's stale food, so she doesn't think it's any better than what she used to cook for the family. I told her at least I was putting effort into the meals unlike her who was using the kids picky behavior as an excuse to be lazy. She got mad at me and said that she wasn't being lazy and that the kids really were picky. Now she's not speaking to me for the past two days. Am I the jerk? I think the wife is being exceptionally difficult for no reason here, saying the food is stale because you froze it. It makes no sense and it shows a total disconnect for her as far as pretty much what real food is. OP doesn't want to feed them nothing but absolutely processed junk. And I can't blame them for that. I can't blame them for doing what they can to get their kids the best diet possible. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another crazy am I the jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.